Welcome back, Sarah. Are you uh, excited to be back on Skype with me? I am at the edge of my seat. I am so excited to be recording in the new year. I am excited, actually. Oh, um, well, that's good. Like, really? You know, it was funny. Like, we only missed two weeks of recording, but it feels like a really long time. Is it just because you missed me so much? That's what it was. It was the pain yeah. of missing you that. <laughs> but, you know, it's just funny how I think this happens a lot. It's like when you do decide to take a break from something just even missing a little bit of that thing like is feels like just feels like a long time it makes Aww. time stretch Aww. oh i hear you uh you filled the time though sarah with your first ever zwift workout okay so yes <laughs> my friend karen managed to convince me to go on zwift with her right so she set up like her own bike for me and she was on her boyfriend's bike and okay. we were set up, like they have like a big setup you know with the screen and everything's linked up and we like meet in Zwift and we did a Zwift Academy workout. Okay. Right? Well, like, I, I feel like, um, assume I've never gone on Zwift. Explain. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Like, I, it's like you have options. Like once you're in there, you can, you can wait, just wait, ride. Are you, you just, just ride you just in a Zwift you land? you don't know what it is that you did? Is no, I don't know what it is. Okay. They told me when to go hard and when to go easy, but <laughs> like there were options in there. Right. So once you, anyone who actually does Zwift is just going to be laughing right now. Right. You know yeah. that. But once you're in there, you can do races or you could do group rides. You can do like, so the Zwift Academy, like triathlon workouts are a thing that you can attend and you do your, like we did a threshold workout with a group of people for an hour. Right. In Zwift land. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like meeting up with a group ride in real life, but on the internet. Right. But here's my question. Somebody asked me this the other day, cause she wanted to get into the Zwift. Can you talk to the other people on the ride? So I, I've been, I didn't do that, but I've been told you can, it's possible. So you well, can somebody told me you headset. can, okay, you can link up a headset. Cause someone you told can. me you could message them on your phone. I was like, but I don't want to fucking be on my phone while I'm yeah, riding so you my can message them. The other thing that happens a lot, this is like, now we're digging into like, there's things that I loved and things that I thought were like, what the heck? Okay. But like one of the things I love was like how much kudos people give each other. So you can like give people <laughs> thumbs up as you're going. And like, as you get those thumbs up, they collect in your back pocket of your okay. jersey, right? Okay. So, like at the end of the ride. You feel so popular. You're like, you have this like jersey full of thumbs ups, right? And then there's also comments. Like people can pick comments just out of a random like thing. Like it's not like they're like preset comments and you can tell, um, you can tell people like, well done or whatever. I forget what the comments are, but so you get comments from other people too. So. Okay. So it made you feel good. It's a, it's a um, positive environment. Well, okay, for now, I mean, it's on the internet. It, it's not that positive. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to like go south quickly. Do you want to hear my, my of course. thinking on this Absolutely. situation? So we were laughing because Karen was actually trying to do a workout and I'm not, I haven't been on my bike for, I've been on my bike once last year, right? So I'm not fit at all. So I can't keep up. Like it's telling me to do, like, it's telling me to go like go 160 watts. I'm like, I can't do it. <laughs> like, it was... It was pretty funny. Anyway, so I'm just instead of doing the actual workout, I'm just spinning my legs and making like social commentary about Zwift, right? But wouldn't so, you get dropped then by the fake okay. avatar things? So apparently like, yes, like if you're in, if you go into a race, you know, and you like, then it's like your, your weight and your power are all being recorded. So you are somewhere like you are around the other people. You just get dropped. But in the Zwift Academy workout, for some reason, it wasn't set up like that. Like the program didn't work like that. You didn't get dropped. Oh. You just, you could see the other people who were there with you, but you didn't, like you just were like in the, in the group, quote unquote. Well, then what are they giving you kudos for? If it's oh. like, I thought, I thought it like, 
use your, I mean, I thought, I know it uses like your weight and the power you're putting out and the resistance to then like project how you would do it on it, if this was a real life situation. It does. It does do so that. then if you're not doing that, then what the fuck are you doing? That's an excellent question. Okay. Was, so this was more, this was just a different environment. Like we probably should have gone to a race so I could experience that. Although it would have been really bad because I would have been last. So, but like it, the program does do that. It, that just wasn't the, that wasn't the, like the thing that I was in. But then I just like, don't even understand the point. Cause then like your avatars aren't even doing it. They're just like pictures. And if you're just going to watch like a picture, then like, what's the point? Kelly, stop poo-pooing on my Zwift. <laughs> and, and my understanding too, was that like, I don't know. I mean, I've seen enough people post their like Zwift screenshots and Zwift workouts that it seems like everyone's riding, you know, super amazing wattage in Zwift in January. And then they get outside in April and they can't fucking do it because they were lying. Right. Like they were. They so, were lying. yeah, I mean, what I mean, I guess like the thing you can lie about is your weight. Right. So yes. then you go faster. And that's the thing. Like it definitely tells you be honest about uh-huh. the weight. I think also like power is just power is just that weird thing like you know it's never the same right so there was a like even on karen's setup there was a 20 watt difference between what zwift told her the bike was and what her power meter was saying well it's not it's it's not the same it's because zwift is just using a calculation like they're not i mean unless you have like your yeah they're not not actual power it's like uh, an algorithm that's computing it based on the resistance and what you say your weight is and I think now, now we're talking about things I don't know anything about, but I'm not well, sure about, but if well, you have I'm a smart trainer, you. like if you have a smart trainer, it tells you, like, if you have a power meter, it tells you, have you a power meter. Wattage. It tells you your wattage. Yeah, yeah. 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 But if you don't have a power meter and you're connected to Zwift, which like a lot of people are a trainer right. road or whatever, then it's yeah. just literally doing like then a calculation. It's, like, yeah, 100%. it's like, it's saying like, Oh, we know you're doing X resistance. We know you say you are X weight and yeah. this is the effort. So therefore you're probably at this power. And it's just random. Okay, we haven't yeah. even, we're like six minutes into our Zwift discussion and I haven't even told you the things I wanted to tell you. Okay, what okay, did you want to tell like me? It's like a totally different direction, but okay, first of all, the, the funny thing was, this is just a funny aside, is like we were in some kind of weird like dinosaur land. Like okay. there were literally T-Rexes coming at you during the workout. And I asked a couple people since then, like, is that normal on Zwift? They're like, no, sometimes they try out new things they try to do things so apparently they were trying they're trying out a new dinosaur land and i was in there on that day so they were like dinosaurs going by and the sky was orange it was kind of funny um okay so the thing was about the avatars right yeah i thought it was like how you like how you make a decision what that person looks like what the men look like and what the women look like was like super interesting to me so first like the first thing i noticed was when you were choosing the hairstyle they didn't have a hairstyle for someone with like big hair like okay. all the little, like all the little hairstyles were like small buns, right? Okay. So, and I wanted, I'm like, I want, I want like my blonde curly hair, like on Zwift, but I couldn't have it. And then when you're out there, like in practice, that comes to like, you can't, like, there's no people in front of you with like big ponytails down their back. Like you can't, like if you were in a real race, you'd try to identify like where the women are. Okay. You, th- it made it hard to do that because the hairstyles were so like small and tidy. Like my hair would never be that tidy. <laughs> interesting okay this okay. is really this is what you got hung up on this is what i got hung up on no okay, wait good. wait till the yeah, second this seems, one this seems important yeah because the second one is is okay so the other thing with the way they did okay halfway through i noticed that the male male avatars had nicer calves than they had like more defined calves than the female avatar what what are you what what they had nicer calves they had like bigger and more defined calves on the male avatars 
And I was like, bring me these people in real life because I bet you I have better calves than most of them. Bring me these people in real life. Like, okay. I, I want to have nicer calves. They didn't give me any options of calves. I just got the generic. <laughs> I feel like you were not focused on the important things about virtual trading. I think that I probably got sidetracked a little bit, but these are the things, these are like the micro things that I noticed that I'm like, why? Like every single dude in there has the same amazing, well-defined calf and I don't have it. I want well, no one's going to pick the avatar that's like out of shape. They're you like, oh, you, give me the avatar picks, that looks slow and fat and stupid. You. Like you put your height and weight in and it picks, like it picks, obviously none of the avatars look bad. Like there's no fat guy avatar, but they're like, it picks one that's like, slightly like that's sized slightly differently within like a small variation so but right. all of the but then i was like i thought they were all like basically uniform generic image of what we think of as i think they more or less are but that's isn't that part of the problem is that your uniform generic image has like nicer calves for the men i don't think that is the largest problem i think there are some other problems i'm not saying it's just... the largest problem i'm just saying it's a problem Maybe also there should be like larger people, large people ride their bikes. Oh, that's true. There's like multiple, like the way that they do that. I also think like, if you're going to do it, if you're going to do that, maybe just let people pick their own, like design their own. That's definitely what you should spend all your time on guys. Okay. That's definitely our takeaway here is that you should be able to design your own avatar. And you can, you can, to some extent, like you can pick hairstyles and stuff. There's some stuff you can pick. There's not enough options. Whatever. I live in California. Uh, I'm just going to ride outside later today uh, and not G Swift. So I'm going to, if anyone wants to offer me a job at Zwift designing avatars, I'm available. <laughs> you don't know how to, you don't know how to, why are you even offering that? <laughs> I can, I could consulting services oh, about okay. designing avatars. I'm okay. not coding any avatars to be clear. <laughs> right. I was like, this is a skill you suddenly learned over our two week break. Okay. Coming up on the show, crowded gyms and pools and New Year's resolutions, our predictions for the decade ahead, the professional triathletes organization and things that might be happening, maybe, and a new segment we are going to call Kelly and Sarah's Wisdom Pearls. Sarah, I hear they have noon endurance in Canada now. Oh, Canada, baby. Finally. I use the sport tabs, the basic tabs at CrossFit. Well, I use the Noon Endurance. Citrus mango is the way to go. And now you can try that too in, you know, up north. Up here in Canada. You can order any of these or the rest tabs to help you sleep or the immunity tabs to fight off those bugs. And you can do that by using the code IRONWOMEN. I'm not saying that to you, Kelly. I'm saying this to the people at home. <laughs> The code IRONWOMEN at NoonLife.com. And go check out their new community of women doing cool stuff at Noonness, uh, their TV channel on YouTube. I'm Kelly O'Mara. And I'm Sarah Gross. And you're listening to Live Feisties If We Were Riding. I know you don't go to the gym anymore, but this is the time of year, Sarah, where there's a lot of people. There's a lot of new people. There's a lot of 
New Year's resolutions, people. Um, and the gym makes a lot of their money this time of year. I don't know if anybody listened to the podcast I l- linked to in the newsletter about how gyms make their money by you not showing up. It's, it's part of their business model. Yeah, I've, mm-hmm. I've heard this before. Maybe it was you mm-hmm. talked about it, but I mm-hmm. feel like that's information I've taken in on previous occasions. And how do you, so, but, the, but I always have mixed feelings basically because on like a, on an intellectual level, I don't want to hate on people like trying, you know, like whatever gets you working out. Sure. Fine. But on like a practical level, like get the fuck out of my pool. I need to do a workout and it's too, like the pool's the worst to me. Cause it's too crowded. You know, like when there's multiple people in your lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have mixed feelings. I'm always very split. How do you feel about the crowdedness, the over the overcrowdedness and the, and the, and the declarations of this year will be the year. Yeah. I, I, I'm mixed. I'm mixed about it as well. I, obviously I remember those days of being overcrowded. You remember those days? Okay. Back back in the day, back in the day, back in the day. I think, I don't know. I, what I, what I struggle with is understanding people who start things and don't follow through with them. Like I, I really, I, I have trouble just understanding that full stop. Okay. So I just wish <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just sort of like, who are you people? Like, it's like every year too. It's like every year people start and like by mid February, everybody's cleared out and we see this repeated pattern. Like there must be something culturally, there must be something we can do about this to stop it. Like, cause in an ideal world, we want those people to become regulars of the gym, to be more active, like they want to be, to be more healthy. And then also during that time period, learn the the rules of the road effectively of the gym or the pool so that they're not in our way anymore. Yeah. I mean, I think to a degree, uh, well, one people quit because, uh, people quit everything. Like I don't like you don't, you don't understand people who start something. Most people start things that don't finish them. That's literally like what people do. It is hard to finish things. FYI. (laughs) That is why it's a fair point. An accomplishment. So yeah, obviously, yes, there is like a lot of behavioral science into like what makes something stick as a habit like how do you change your habits how do you create a process that works for you I think the other half of it though is when everyone like when everyone's at the gym or everyone's at the pool it's shitty right so I think a lot of those people actually don't come back because it was a shitty fucking experience and like you and I know it'll be not shitty eventually but if this is your first time and you're like well this sucks like I don't like why would I do this it's like it, it's an uphill battle you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying to keep yeah. to keep coming back Yeah. Like one of our, I said this in the newsletter and Kelly Burns Gallagher commented on our Facebook that the worst part about all these people, like she's fine with everybody in the gym, but the bad part is all the guys who jump in the pool just in their underwear right now. Cause they're like, Oh, I'm going to swim. And they jump in in their underwear. And somebody else said this happened at their pool too. I don't understand what kind of pools you guys go to. (laughs) She said she was going to take photographic evidence, but I was like, don't, I don't, I don't need to see this. And so I could see if you had never been in the pool and you're like, all these guys are jumping in the pool in their underwear and you're seeing like way too many dicks. You would be like, I'm not going back to the pool. This is terrible. Like, I don't want to swim. You see how that would like shape your, that would color your experience. Yeah. I, it's funny because I've seen this once or twice and now I'm kind of think, think, trying to think of like, was that in January that that, that I saw that kind of thing? That kind of thing. That kind of thing. We only have outdoor pools here. And honestly, it's cold enough. Like people laugh like you live in California, but I biked in 30, I biked the other day and my computer said it was 32 degrees. Right. So like Mm. it's cold enough and we only have outdoor pools that like no one's doing that. You have to be committed if you want to swim. Right. Like you probably own a swimsuit. That's probably, 
a key step. I think who's policing this thing? Like, do we need to put up signs in change rooms that say, please only go in the pool if you have a proper swim attire? I think those signs are in changing rooms. They should be. So I guess, okay. So in conclusion, we are totally fine. If you want to start a new fitness regime, just maybe like buy the equipment first or borrow it. (laughs) That's our conclusion. No, but that is a conclusion that you should like be somewhat prepared. I have another conclusion because oh, I think, yeah. you know what I said? Because like, you made me think about this. It's like, why am I saying I have trouble understanding people who don't? Maybe I just don't start things. Oh, like, there you go. You just don't start things. That's also, if you never try, you can never fail. Right. There you go. Perfect. That's Sarah's, Sarah's <laughs> conclusion. So that's my advice for you. Don't try. <laughs> don't try. No, I'm thinking like, I'm probably a little slower to, to once I start something, because I know like once I hit the go button, I'm going to see the thing through. So it's like a, that's a scary button to press because I'm not going to stop going in February. True. The, whatever the equivalent of that is on the thing Whatever that I go on. The other thing yeah. is obviously like right now it's the time of year and you know, the time of the decade that everyone's doing this thing on social media where they're posting like big declarations, right. About like what they're going to do this year and all these like, and I just have really not been feeling that lately. Right. So I was not, there was never, at least this year, there was not a like, massive motivation switch of like and now everything's going to be different and we're going to start something new it was just kind of like and i'm going to do the next workout and the next thing on my list and the next thing and then the next thing and so yeah i don't know if that's good or bad i don't have an opinion right now but like sometimes i feel like these massive declarations are kind of setting themselves up for failure almost if that makes I don't sense. Know. I think because I think we we've learned, right, that people who make declarations or who say things out loud, like if you say your goals out loud, you're more, you're more likely to achieve true, them. That's a thing, right? So I think that's the information that people have like taken in and internalized and that's why they're sharing their declaration. So I'm I'm going to go with they're slightly more likely because they've declared it. Okay. Well, I did not feel like declaring shit this year. I don't feel like issuing any statements about how this year is going to be different because you know what? It might not be. You don't have control over everything. FYI. I also don't think it has to be, and we've talked about this before, like at this, this time of year is it's like meaningless. Like time is meaningless in terms of time is meaningless guys. Sarah's full of insight today. (laughs) You can never fail if you don't try. Time is meaningless. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, these will be our quote cards for this week. Yes. Um, that it doesn't matter which time of year you make your, you know, like that. I think there's, it's good to have some reflection time or to have a little break to take stock and, and restart again. That kind of makes sense as a process for anyone who has goals. <laughs> I need some water. Water. For anyone who has goals. <laughs> oh, I really feel like we have not done a good job dissecting this issue. I'm knocking it out of the park this week, Kelly. I don't know what you're talking about. This is my New Year's resolution to be to, better at. <laughs> at talking? Great. To be, to be Great. better. You should definitely declare that and put it on your Instagram. It's going to be the year. <laughs> this year will be different. Oh, man. The other thing that a lot of people have been doing on the internet, Sarah, is looking forward into the next year, into the next yeah. decade. What's going to happen? Um, obviously, both personally, but also like wider scope. The last newsletter of the of the last year, we did look forward into the decade, right? We were like, mm-hmm. what, what happened in this last decade in triathlon? What will happen in the next decade? But we never talked about it, Sarah. So here's my question. Okay. What do you, I can tell you what I think, but what do you think is going to happen big and small? What are you looking forward to in this next year? And then in the next decade in triathlon, what are the issues? Oh man, I don't, okay. For the next year, I don't have that much for the next decade. I've got a couple. Okay. 
Okay. Um, one, and I, sorry, I totally forget what you said. So if I'm it's stealing, you're yours, probably just going like, to steal my ideas. It's fine. It's, it's just like an honest stealing of your ideas. Cause I don't remember. <laughs> okay. There's two, they're like completely different to, to each other. One full circle back to the Zwift conversation. I think like VR virtual reality cycling is going to like, Everyone it's keeps gonna, saying that it's going to go to the next level. I think that's going to be, it's going to be real. The other thing I think is that I think the demographics of our sport are going to change very quickly. So because we're, because we're a little bit behind on the demographics changing, like, because we're still very much like, we're very much still a white sport. We're very much still like a middle-class upper-class sport. We're very much still male on average. I think we'll like, we'll see like a tipping point where it's like the floodgates just open and boom, we're going to be way more diverse very quickly. And I'm not sure exactly when that will be, but I'm going to go like two to five years. It's just going to like, open and like people will come up with new ideas for races that are you know that are more inclusive of certain demographics and there'll be other races for other people and i think it's all going to be great i mean i think that a lot of people are hoping the demographics uh change and save triathlon i don't know exactly i don't i think two years is optimistic i don't know exactly yeah, when it's gonna happen like the earliest yeah. yeah i mean people are certainly hoping that 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 happens because uh what's the nice way to say this old white male triathlon is dying a slow death and so we're hoping that new exciting triathlon will revive the sport and make it alive again well and new i mean like the research shows like new demographics brings a bunch of new ideas right Right. and that's what will that's what will create i think quick change once we start listening okay okay Okay, what about you? I think that, I mean, in this whole, like, triathlon is dying a slow death. No, but there has been a massive decrease. uh, Massive decrease is my word. But there has been a leveling off of participation of, like, a ton of companies that, like, during the boom of the 2000s, like, a ton of races and companies came into the sport. And a lot of those have died since then, right? Because they just, there wasn't, they couldn't sustain it. Um, And so there has been a decrease in money in the sport. And then obviously Ironman kind of like went through and consolidated all that power. Mm -hmm. And so there's this huge gap now to me in the market, right? You either are like Ironman, like $300 for a race, all the swag, all the hotels, because you have to get there like a day beforehand now. Or there's like these, there's a handful of very, very tiny like your local, 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 tiny, which are super small now. They didn't used to be like 10 years ago. Those were bigger. And there's kind of nothing in the middle space. And I think that's like this, that has happened over the last decade. And so I see in the future decade, that gap being filled now um, with new ideas. I think middle, I think medium-sized grassroots races will come back. Obviously it might be a little while. What was the, I think we said this a few years ago, it will get worse before it gets better. Mm-hmm. I think it has gotten worse. And I think we will start to see yeah, new races, the kind of local heart of the sport coming back, local regional heart of the sport coming back, where it's not just like massive or tiny. I do think also in that like new races idea, I think more and more when you talk about like younger demographics and new demographics, they want to do, and this is like what studies say, people want to do different kinds of things. They don't want to just do like road triathlon they want to do a spartan race and a triathlon and then a swim run and then a trail run and then like maybe a local sprint they want to do like lots of different kinds of things Mm -hmm. and so i think what we're going to see too is like a growth in those kinds of like weirder offbeat wacky races you know Mm -hmm. to meet that desire i still think and i said it last year i think during our (laughs) during our new year's show yeah um that like the person who gets the funding and makes kind of like a national level women's 
race. Oh, we've it's been like saying a that for a while. Yeah. Branding and a, the same event that you can count on, like the Mick race of women's triathlon. The Dan skin, to be clear, whoever yeah. comes back with Dan skin and does that again. That's yeah. I mean, that has to like, if somebody does, does that next, the window might close on that, on, yeah. on whether that will work, but I think it's still open right now. So, so. I think those, and yeah, there are a bunch of big technology changes that are going to happen. Everyone keeps talking about indoor, but I just don't give a shit. I have a really hard time caring about technology. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. I think though, if you, if you take yourself out of the equation for a minute, cause I, I mean, I didn't do, I mean, I, I did ride the trainer quite a lot, but I didn't yeah. use, like I used a very basic power meter as well. I wasn't high tech trainer, but I recognize that people are right. And that, that if you can afford it, like having that great, that having that huge screen and being on Zwift or having, being in a virtual reality world where you can ride indoors with your friends is um, appealing for sure. Everyone's been raving about outside of triathlon. Everyone's been raving about virtual reality for mm-hmm. years, right? This is, everyone's gonna, there was all these predictions about how everyone by 2020 would own their own personal headset and we'd all be like living in our own little worlds. And I've tried some of the different versions and they like, and they are cool, mm-hmm. but I, I, it's a little optimistic, right? It's like when everybody thought that like, uh, those hoverboards, the, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We're yeah. going to be everywhere. And it just, things just take longer than people think, right? Yeah, if well. you think of how long ago we had, we started to have the internet mm-hmm. and then everybody said what they say, like people are going to be doing all of their shopping online in the next five years. It's like, no, they're not. It took like 20. Yeah. yeah. It took 20 like to now, convince my grandma. And now my grandma's all on board. Right. right. Like, like, we're right. just getting to a tipping point and some people still prefer stores. So no, you it know, would actually come back around because <laughs> uh, people are now like, man, if only there was like someplace you could go and like try a bunch of things on and like know if they fit. And you're like, yeah, if only, if only well, you had it, killed all those malls. But. In like, in like Tokyo, isn't that how it goes? Like you look at things online and then you go to like a storefront where they don't sell you anything. You just try the size on and then you go on your app and you buy the thing. I like how you're like in Tokyo. Yes. I think that's also a thing that is being tested in many places. <laughs> I know, but I think it's been like in Asia where they're often well ahead of us. Um, I think that's been around for years. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. These are our massive, amazing predictions for the future. The, uh, well, I saw, what do you, I saw one of the Live Feisty Brands posts about what is going to change for women in the sport in the next year, Sarah. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if like a ton is going to change for women in the next year. Next I got to tell you. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, again, yeah. My predictions for things getting, things being more women centric are more like in the two to five year. Two, again, two is pretty ambitious. Three to five years. Well, yeah, you have to wait for the old guard to die off. Right. Because we'll be in charge. Like in five years, Mm. we're going to be in charge of way more things. And that's what's (laughs) going to be. Way more things. (laughs) Of all of the things, Kelly. Don't you know? (laughs) All right. The one thing that I do think is coming is going to happen. Okay. We talked about it before. The Pro Triathletes Organization and their like Collins Cup thing race and they're, they're so i am 100 positive because i know that an announcement is coming next week and that this is actually going to get off the ground this year and the funding that we talked about before is going to happen but here's my question for you sarah obviously the pto is not the only people that think you can make professional triathlon a spectator based true fan sport and sell you know advertisers based on the number of viewers mm-hmm. super league thinks that I feel like there's been others in the past that have tried to do this. What is it going to take 
in the next decade, in the next year, what is it going to take to make triathlon truly a spectator sport that people that has enough viewers, fans, like has a real fan base that you can like sell off of it. Okay. I know okay. that this is like, just wait for it because you could okay. be shocked by my response. Okay. <laughs> it's going to take a shit ton of money. <laughs> yeah, but what are you going to do with that money? If right. I gave you a shit ton of money tomorrow, what yeah. would you do? Okay. So first of all, like, first of all, the prize money, right? Okay. People watch things where some, like people watch things more if someone's going to make a million dollars on it. That's True. just real in the world you're more likely to get and and the tv stations know that right or the whoever makes the tv decision no knows that right so you're more likely to get a television deal etc i think creating the heroes when we've i know we've talked about this before too Mm -hmm. is like turning like turning your pro athletes into heroes is a really big part of that process and having people get behind them and feel invested in what they're doing and like wanting to watch every week or whatever, what happens next. Okay. How would you do that? But how would you do that? People always say that, but what does that entail? Does that mean like massive marketing campaigns? Does that mean like specific kinds of like coverage? You know, I just like, everyone always says those two things, but then like, what is it on a, how would you, how would you make your pros? To give you the most anticlimactic answer Ever. Yes. This is like okay. actually what I would do in actually in what I would do. Life. We, okay. We could t- in real life, if I was in charge of this project, I would first hire someone who knows what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like I would not go off for my ideas. Like I would definitely be engaging with many people, like especially not in the triathlon space because we all have these like, we're like small and we have all these internal ideas about what's good. Like I would engage right. with people who like actually have done something like this in another arena before and, and figure it out mm. that way. Because Honestly, like I'm not like I'm not willing to say that I I would know exactly how to do that. Right. Fair. But you're probably like a little closer to knowing how to do that. Oh, right. I know exactly. I definitely know exactly how to grow a massive sport. Massive. Yeah. (laughs) I think when you do, I mean, sure, you need heroes. You also need villains. Somebody is going to have to be like, like, you're going to have to do some like face to face matchups. And we haven't really had a uh, somebody really willing to do that since Chris McCormick. Mm. honestly so that's true Mm -hmm. but we'll see i don't know there's a couple efforts to try and make it a real real professional sport fan base spectator friendly the whole concept of spectator friendly is always a little odd too in triathlon because what people always use that as code for is like loops around right so yeah that, and you're like but that actually is really boring right that's not actually spectator like often that's actually like oh and there they go what you really need is like actual racing like head-to-head yeah racing totally so that okay you can be invested in I, I always think about it this way like every year in july in france there's right. this race it lasts right. for three weeks right they do not ride around in loops no they ride like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kilometers right but you're right. The thing that they have in the Tour de France is that head-to-head racing and people watch because of the char- the characters they've created and the excitement of the race, right? Yeah, so- they watch for the drama. Honestly, I heard some stat one time that a huge percentage of people, at least in the U.S., just watch for the crashes, the pictures. Yeah, no, the pictures of France so they can plan their trips. They watch for the tourism aspect clearly they go for that with the i mean from even before they had drones there were like always helicopters up there that's because they're giving the people what they want and the people want to plan their trip different and honestly when i watch it i'm like ooh, we should go there (laughs) france tourism yeah yeah sure (laughs) 
it'll be interesting. We'll see if it works. Uh, I'm definitely not an expert. So I'm like, I have thoughts, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to like build the UFC from scratch or build triathlon from scratch. Right. I don't know, so. It's definitely possible. And it does take someone with like, it takes someone with drive and vision or just like drive the person who, Oh, I'm circling drive. back again. Okay. The person okay. who doesn't quit the thing that they start. <laughs> oh yeah. That's your, that's your answer. Fantastic <laughs> answer. Great answer. I'm full of greatness today, Kelly. <laughs> and so that's going to lead us into our segment after the break, because folks, we're starting a new segment. We, just, is, we start segments all the time, by the way, that we drop, that we quit, that we never finish. <laughs> I finish everything. Including oh, yeah? this segment. Where is your tail from your box, Sarah? Where? <laughs> Good question. Good question. Okay. After, oh, wait, there's lots of tales from my box that come up. Okay. But we're not doing that today. We, our new no. segment is called Kelly and Sarah's Wisdom Pearls. And we're going <laughs> to drop our first pearl after that. We would like to thank Noon Hydration for supporting the podcast. Get 30% off your order by using the code IRONWOMEN at NoonLife.com. That's IRONWOMEN at NoonLife.com. And follow at If We Were Riding on all the social medias and leave us a review on iTunes. Also, tell your actual friends in person how awesome we are because that works too. If We Were Riding is a Live Feisty Media production and is hosted by Kelly O'Mara and me, Sarah Gross. Our marvelous editor is Aaron Hamilton. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop this time like the last time. You better get ready to race to the top. I'm ready to do this, show you what the truth is. I step on the field, it's time to get real and I'm feeling so ruthless. I feel like I just have to say, if this is your first episode of our podcast you're ever listening to, I am sorry. <laughs> yes. Maybe I you should start with way. like one of our other ones that's more accessible. Okay. <laughs> Definitely don't judge us on this week. <laughs> All right. So wisdom pearls. So this uh, in the newsletter, basically last week to start the new year, I shared some of my random life recommendations for your 2020 and one of the things I said, Sarah, was I only wear sports bras at this point. I don't wear regular bras. Like, I don't think I've worn regular bras in years. And so many women emailed me back or messaged me to say, like, oh, shit. <laughs> they thought they were the only one. They also only wear sports bras. It's like this open. I, maybe it's like this open secret that none of us actually hmm. wear bras because they suck. Like, yeah, I think it's that's I have like different sports bras for different days. So I definitely yeah. have sports bras that I don't wear to run like that I just wear on a normal right. day but would still be considered a sports bra um the only time the times I go for a, a regular bra are often if I don't want you know how sports bras often cross at the back so they have mm. they come in at the shoulder yeah yeah, yeah. Um, if I'm wearing a top that doesn't uh that has that like a don't. strap that you don't want um that in at the shoulder look if it doesn't kind of go with whatever it doesn't go with you I just have leaned into that is my look it's fine <laughs> yeah I pretty much will only not wear a sports bra if I have to wear like fancy dress formal occasion but other than that, I'm like, eh, whatever. Nobody cares. Nobody. They're like, oh, she's wearing a camisole under that shirt. How interesting. And you're like, yep, yeah, fine. And I, okay. So based on that, that was a good pearl that went down well. And clearly other people were feeling the same. I feel like my pearl for this week might not have the same. Resonating life-changing effect is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. I'm okay. just lowering people's expectations here. Okay. But drop it on us. This is something I changed recently. Like, stop washing your hair. Yes, I don't agree with that. I don't know. So, wait, just, just, just hear me out for a second. Okay. Okay. So, like, okay, I don't even know how to explain this, but like, 
now I just wash my hair like close to the scalp. Like I wash like oh, where you it don't gets do sweaty, it all the way down to the tips. Where it gets oily. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like I have reasonably long hair and I don't get, and so now it doesn't get as, um, it's not like as dried out and, and frazzled, especially like now I'm 43. I'm almost 44, Kelly. It's frightening. Oh my gosh, it's you're like, 10 years older than me. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. But that's where, that's why I have all this wisdom. I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> And so, so yeah, now I just like wash near the scalp and just like condition. And every once in a while I will wash my whole hair, but not very often. Like, so I just, I just, yeah. And I feel like it's going really well. And my hair on average looks better. So. Of course, self-proclaimed. Okay. Yeah. My hair looks better to me, which is all that really matters. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know that I would agree with that, but there are plenty of days that pool counts as a shower. Right. And then you're like, eh, that was fine. Whatever. (laughs) So I'd, I'd actually love to hear from people on this. Like, what are people's like hair washing? Because I, when I started, actually, I started talking to a couple friends about this. That's why this came up in my head as a pearl. And I, I realized like we were all over, my friends were like all over the freaking map. You know, the one, the one on hair. that note though, that this is not my pearl for the week. I'm just uh, building on yours. Is, okay. um stop using all your fucking fancy ass facial cleansers and like different soap soap is perfectly good just like use soap in the shower and clean yourself and and like that that'll be good you know like i've seen all these people recently somebody actually posted this on twitter that was like they'd had decades and decades of ac- bad acne and like been using all these expensive facial and then they ran out and they just started using soap and it's been like amazing <laughs> it's it's like a fucking so you don't need all this shit the industry convinced you you do true fyi i would also add in like it's it's the same stuff like <laughs> you yeah. just beg more for it them. Anyway, so that is not my pearl. My pearl. Here's my pearl. Ready? You have a pearl. Okay. My wisdom we both, pearl. We each get a pearl on this I didn't know. Oh. segment. Oh, 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 this is great. It's like okay, here's my wisdom pearl. Ready? Cut. Ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cut your avocados horizontally. That's okay. it. That's all I got. FYI. Why? Okay. Honestly, like I never actually knew that I did this weird until, like, that was just the way I did it. Like, if you had never had an avocado growing up, and you didn't, and no one said this is how you were supposed to cut them, mm-hmm. you know vertically like no one ever told me that right because i never had avocados growing up and so when i started having them when i moved to california i just cut them the way that made sense that was logical that was like easier to do and then it was around the main belly yeah you cut it around the main belly horizontally anyway so i just did this i didn't know it was weird it was the most reasonable thing to me and it was only a couple years ago that people were like why the fuck are you cutting your avocados weird and i was like what are you talking about but true story and then and as people have adopted my method, they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. It is way easier. You literally, because it's actually a lot easier if you cut it horizontally to then just pop this pit out oh. of the middle. You like, I rarely, I never have cut myself and people like in their hand, people who cut their avocados mm. vertically mm-hmm. are, and then like do the whole thing with like the knife and trying to get the pit out. Avocado hand injuries are actually a very common thing that people end up in the emergency room for. FYI, Google it. And so if you do it my way, you're actually way less to likely to hurt yourself it's actually much easier you like can just pop the thing out you just like cut it horizontally and then cut it in quarters and like just slice it on your it's not pretty i'm going to tell you it's not like aesthetically pleasing but it makes way more sense and everyone's come around to my way yeah, I, I didn't even know i didn't even know was a wisdom pearl until i realized that i was just so full of wisdom how in, smart you are right and to tie it all together, I think like avocado, you could put avocado oil in your hair. The ends. <laughs> Don't do that. After chlorine, it would probably work. Somebody try that. I want to know. Okay. There you go. See, our first episode back in 2020 knocked it out of the park. Boom.
We reaching the top. We reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.